Hey everyone, it's your host, George. And your co-host, Gus. Welcome to another episode of Aquarius Knows Best. Join us as two gay Aquariuses unpack what we think is the good, the bad, and the occasional ugly. When it comes to sticky encounters, training topics, and shit we have no business talking about. But you know we always have something to say. Will you agree? Who knows? Who cares? But get ready, because Aquarius Knows Best. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Gus, how are you? I'm doing amazing, actually. <laughs> I bet. How, how'd you? How'd you? How, how'd the night go? Um, the night was really good. I went to go watch RuPaul's Drag Race at number one on Fifth with a couple friends. Number one. Uh huh. And why didn't you watch it at Moe's? Because I can't really hear. I have a hearing problem. So at, I, and number one is much more. There was. There's. Quieter. It's not as loud. Yeah, it's not as loud. Uh, you can hear the show. You can. Uh, they have subtitles. <laughs> so it's a, you a know lot. What the funny thing about subtitles. Mm-hmm. Do you do you watch subtitles? Do you watch? Do you put subtitles on the shows that you normally like on regular stuff? You watch? I do. I have bad hearing problems, so I always like to see the subtitles so I know what's going on. That's so. I do that too, and I don't know if it's because <laughs> of age. I don't have. A, I don't think I have a hearing problem, but I just. I like to. I feel movies now are like filmed and they're not enunciating or something. So I'm like, what? What? That could be it. But I went to a lot of raves and I used to like sitting next mm, to the speakers. Boy. So I lost a lot of my hearing. Mm. No wonder you never listen to me. Yeah. It's not that I'm not listening. I just can't hear you. <laughs> God, por favor. You, never, you have like selective. Everybody says that, but I really just, <laughs> But everyone's wrong. I really, I really can't hear anything. <laughs> Um, well, I'm glad you watched the show. How was it? It was, uh, it was, I mean, it was fast as hell. Like I, I blinked and it was the runway. I, come on. I feel like it's not really, I, I, you I aren't a drag was. race girly. So first of all, <laughs> uh, uh, no, you're right. I, I don't pay attention to it that much, but, um, apparently they're going to extend it, right? It's going back to 90 minutes because the real friends of WeHo pilot is over. Oh yeah, it's not because the fans were complaining. Uh, that's maybe oh. this was planned all along. <laughs> <laughs> that the, the girls are gagging because they think they made a difference. <laughs> that's what I, I was like, look at no. them, <laughs> little gay boys uniting, making a difference in the world. No, 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 no. Wow, what a letdown. Yeah, and so then the whole segment was about that. Oh, oh Let's well. Let's wrap up. Let's <laughs> it's over. That's crazy. No, I really did think I was like, look at look at them. Well, you know, a lot of the uh, the advertisement everywhere is saying that like, oh, the fans demanded MTV mm-hmm. listened, and I'm like, MTV is not one to fucking listen to fucking anybody. So yeah, th- this has all been pre recorded and edited and everything. And then know? that's another thing I was gonna say. So this whole season's already been recorded, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, how are they gonna just extend extra footage into these or what? But it makes sense now that that. That's, yeah. Did you ever watch any of the episodes of the Friends of You? I didn't. We were actually talking about that right now, and some one of the guys said he sat through a whole first episode and he just didn't like it. He said he, it felt pretentious to him. So, pretentious as in like they, as in everyone like, thought they were say, or it was just like as in like gay we ho, pretentious. Vibes. Oh, mm-hmm. I see what you mean. <laughs> what Sorry. are you drinking? I'm so I was um, a couple weekends ago was my birthday, which mm-hmm. you were there. Um, and I, when I was picking up alcohol, they had this canned cut water that was express martini and I, I, for, I just grabbed one to try it out. Didn't finish and I found it in my fridge and I was going to grab something to drink. I'm like, let me taste it. And I give it a, well, if anyone has 
how to cut water to drink, you know what I mean by like you got to be careful with them. Wait, was it in a can? It was in a can. So it was open? It, no, I opened it. What do you mean? Like you had it in your fridge open? No, it was in a can. What do you mean? Oh, I thought you had already opened it and you didn't drink it. So now you're finishing it. No, from th- a couple like, weekends ago. Can I grow? Yes. <laughs> God, I would never. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyways, it's it's good. It's like a nine out of ten. Oh, no. Okay, it's like a six out of ten. Sorry. Six out of ten. That's gross. It's above average. No. So when you when you look at someone like oh are they cute if you say a six that's not cute then when you um, rate people. Oof, oof, that's tough. That's tough. A six. He better have you'll a good have, personality. You only have four <laughs> other numbers above that. <laughs> I'm a ten, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What what were you doing out there at number one? I don't know. I'm on a high right now. <laughs> I can tell. Anyways, um I like this. Like the little adrenaline rush. I think I like recording after going out for a little bit. Oh my gosh, that's wild. Um Great. So, anyways, since we didn't, since I haven't seen it yet, which I'm gonna see it t- um, yeah, tonight. Yeah. No spoilers, but uh, what's her face went home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you remember what I said last episode? Who was gonna go home? Yes. Were they two in the bottom two? No. Fuck. There goes my fantasy money. Just kidding. <laughs> anyways, um, so we're not gonna get into Drag Race this episode simply because I haven't seen it. So we'll do a double recap next one. But one thing I was ready ready to watch tonight was last of us are you watching watching way uh, uh drag drag me to mo's the competition oh we shit had, that's the i'm yes. so sorry so the drag <laughs> me to mo's that's the for you, those of you who haven't listened to one jerks we had talked about earlier that there was um they do a, a show called drag me to mo's mm-hmm. after drag race and it's supposed to go hand in hand with the show as in like it's a competition from local drag queens and um yeah yeah so you yeah said so that it it's was, rigged it, <laughs> it's not rigged whoever's producing listening to this podcast uh, it's not rigged. It's, rigged it's just um i mean it's through an app i wish they had like the you know where you can make a poll and then people just go on their phone with the link like with the link or whatever off of the screen and then they can just type in one or two i feel like that would be more you know what that reminds me of remember when, when you were in grade school and um you took that test and everyone had it on like the remote and you press one two three uh yeah kind of like that um, i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah, so i was kind of like that, that if you don't know what i mean <laughs> um but yeah i i the poll thing i think that, it, that would work better i just don't know if the people could handle doing that and like a minute no, <laughs> probably not, not. They, no. uh, but anyways shout out to melanie blue and chastity saint dion for winning this week's competition and make sure you guys come on march 10th because that's when i will be competing and we will make sure that our apps are synced with their apps so we make sure that it's fair <laughs> but okay so for the viewers who are out there who know i guess you don't even have to know drag you just have to have a basic comprehension of how competitions work right so the way that the reason why we're talking about apps and why gus thinks it's rigged is because um so it's the way you win it's um what's it called um fan based not fan based what's no it audience vote audience, audience vote. Vote. so whoever gets the loudest clap or loudest noise and they use this like mm-hmm. um high-tech ai sophisticated but that's just my opinion, you know. I'm, I'm entitled to it. <laughs> Entitlement, exactly. Anyway, so um, he, since Gus is gonna be be performing, I told him like, hey, you can't do like what you like. You gotta do what the people want. You gotta give them what they want, right? Because they're gonna be hollering, hooting for what they want, not for what you're trying to do. This creative, whatever the fuck you're trying to do. So, so if you're going to a drag show, if you guys could uh, 
message us on Instagram or just comment in our notes. You know what? I'm going to put a question on this yeah, episode. Yeah, you do a question. Poll. That's gonna, the question's going to be, do you think he should do a number that he likes or the number that the people like? Well, that and, something, something and like that. your suggestions. Like, what would you want to hear if you went out um, and you were going to see the girlies twirl? Uh, what song would turn you up and make you vote for them? What would give? What would make you pop a dollar? Yeah. So the girlies did um, Ariana Grande number with Megan Trainer. Mm-hmm. Then we had predictable. predictable. Um, then we had karaoke. Um, oh, I can't remember what the, the girls name was. Karaoke, yeah. yeah, karaoke. Um, can't remember what the song was. And then <laughs> uh, we had Foxy. Uh, Jones did What does the fox say With a couple of spoken words And how did that uh, which, work Which was, It was really fun I really liked it But how did the crowd react to it They reacted to it really well Then why did she win Well cause when we went into the uh, The voting The other person got a, a higher score mm-hmm. uh, Which she did uh, Pussycat Dolls Hush Hush Which is a gay anthem Exactly uh, Exactly they Eat that shit up Yeah So uh, Girlies We gotta be strategic With our song choices Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Read the room. If it's going to be judge, like a judge panel, then okay. You yeah. can do whatever, creative, whatever you like. But when you're doing like a audience space, then yeah, that's what that's what you, what you do. Yeah. So I was going to do Nancy Sinatra, Bang Bang. Uh, bang Bang. Uh-huh. Oh, no. You've done that number before. I, uh, no, I haven't. Yes, you have. No, I haven't. You never go to my shows. Yes, How would you know? you did. <laughs> uh, but yeah. <laughs> so, girlies... Pick your numbers right. I'm going to go back to the chopping block. Uh, drawing board. Drawing board. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back to the drawing You're board. You're going to end up with the chopping block. And keep up with those numbers. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, so on this episode, we're going to be going on the next set of our se- our three-part series of Questions of Love. And for those of you who are tuning in, um, what we had discussed the previous episode is that there is this, there's, there is this New York Times article that explains that this um, psychologist had created three sets of questions um, containing about 36 questions in total. And the idea behind it is the more, the more honest the, – I'm so sorry – the questions are catch your breath. <laughs> what were you doing? I'm just on a rush of life. Uh, like, no, what the not... hell's on the TV screen? Your place or mine? Are you if watching you... another love story? Yes, it's the oh new Reese God. Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher. It's um, <sighs> if you haven't seen it, Reese, I love your stuff. It's great. <laughs> Anyways, these questions are about love. It uh, really makes people more vulnerable. And the idea behind it is, you know, you bring down this wall that your defensive wall that you'll get to meet or meet someone on a more personal level and you fall in love, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm really going to be as open as I can during these. I really want everybody to get to know the real me. Yeah. His heart will be gaping open. I'm ready for love. If you're out there, I'm here and I'm ready to receive you. And when he means he's here, he means like he's in his room waiting for you to come into the house <laughs> because he's not... He's not. <laughs> Unless you're Nick from Target. <laughs> you can follow me at Goose Tabo. That's G-O-O-S-E-T-A-B-O-O on socials. Wow. Selfless, <laughs> selfless plug. <laughs> Anyways, um, so let's go ahead and get started. Um, number, uh, question number 12. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? One question only, I guess. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Um, 
I would just want to know. Damn, that is hard. <laughs> I, mean, I just I mean, really, I really, the ball. <laughs> I just really would want to know. Um. What happened to Britney Spears? Like, it had to have been... Like, oh, we don't Britney. really know. Because sometimes it looks like she needs to needs help, but I don't know. Um, and the reason why I say this is because I don't, I don't want to know where... I'm such a conf- control freak, mm-hmm. big time. And I have to be... Uh, well, hence the name, in control of everything. And I'm learning a lot to live in the moment, right? And I'm learning to just... And I, these waking up, doing my own thing, going with the flow type of thing mm-hmm. is helping me. I still struggle a lot, and I still try to do everything all at once. Um, but living in the moment has been really hard, but it's made me more grateful for what I have now. So, like, even when bad things happen, I say, like, okay, I'm grateful that I have this bad thing happening to me, if that makes sense, right? So i rather know something's childish like that. Like, what, what happened to Brittany? I don't really want to know... Okay. Anything else? That's fair. I, if you find out, let me know because I also want to know what happened. Oh, to her. I guess the truth about my life. I want to know if, when I fall in love. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I didn't read the question right. Um, but you go ahead. Um, if a crystal ball can tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? I would want that crystal fucking ball <laughs> to tell me what the secret to my success is. That's tough. <laughs> I I want it to like reveal and let and like tell me this is the path that you're supposed to take so that I can take that path and that's such an Aquarius thing to say <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to Kimmy she's a therapist um, well she'll be on the show not too long or not too long from, anyways um, <laughs> she'll be a guest soon, <laughs> <trying> to say. <laughs> and um, we were talking about just methods of therapy and I was like I prefer I was explaining to her that someone had mentioned something along the lines like fair like you pay a therapist and hope that they'll tell you what to do, but they don't. Mm-mm. But your friends will tell you what to do. That that didn't come out right. <laughs> <laughs> so a therapist, all you want is your therapist to tell you what to do to live your life. So okay, this is how it goes. But they won't tell you. Well, no, they, they and your need friends you to will self-realize, tell you, right? And your friends will tell you everything in an under the sun of what to do, but it's not. It's what they want you to do, not mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do. So you're never going to work anything out. So, but as an Aquarius, we'd like to be handed things so we can complain about it and then make it better. <laughs> That's what it was saying to me. I'm like, I don't care. Just put me anywhere. And then I'll bitch about it, but I'll, yeah. I'm happy I have to choose. <laughs> um, okay, 14. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? And why haven't you done it? I... Um, it's hard because I want to find my passion of what I want to do, right? Mm-hmm. I can't tell you there's something that I love doing and I do it on my downtime. You know what I mean? Hence the reason why, honestly, guys, that's kind of the reason why this podcast even started. But there's that. There's, um, I, 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 in my, I really want to be able to like to sew. And there's a backstory. So my mom has been a seamstress all her life and my mm-hmm. grandma did. And the story about how my mom learned to do it was always kind of like, my mom didn't go to college. She didn't do any of that. But this is one skill that she can do. Like, she can create anything, and she would do our costumes, wedding dresses, everything, right? And that was, like, that one skill or trait that she wanted to pass down to my sisters, and they didn't want to pick up on it. And then when I mentioned to her I wanted to do it, I can tell she got a little choked up because she was like, I didn't think anyone would want it, and that's really the only thing I have to give to you guys. I don't have money to leave behind. I don't have property. I don't have a company. I don't have anything. But this is something I'm 
glad that you're picking up. And when you come over here, she, she lives in Hawaii. She wants to kind of just spend a day doing that, you know. So I need to brush up on my skills so when I go over there, I don't mess it up. Oh, um, but yeah, that's so sweet. I just and I just haven't done it. I just because my <laughs> discipline isn't there. <laughs> I can see the sewing machine from here, you guys. <laughs> it has not been touched. <laughs> Anyways, what about you? Um. Oh my god. Something that I've dreamed of for a long time. Um, some of my dreams have come true. <laughs> I, they have. Uh, the world works in mysterious ways. Um, but I think something that I've dreamt of doing for a long time is getting rid of my fear of heights. Um, and I, I haven't done it yet. I, I slowly like have done things that are a little bit scarier for me, like going on uh, a ride that's a little scary. Uh, but I think like really diving in, like I used to be afraid of flying. Like I didn't fly for a really long time because of that for me was like heights. Uh, really? Yeah. So I think, you know, it's something that I dreamed of cause I want to get over that fear. Uh, but I just haven't done it cause I'm so afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid of heights, but I feel the, ur- the urge of wanting to jump. Like my mouth gets really watery. My legs get really like wobbly and I want to jump. That's <laughs> weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to do it, but I, like, everybody in every fiber, like, it has the urge to just, just jump, just jump, just see if I make it, I guess. I don't know. But if I'm moving, like, if I'm in a roller coaster, then mm-hmm. I don't even, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> um, cool. So, next question. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Oh. I think, for me, um, as of now, I think it's going to college and finishing college. It took me a really long time. It took me... Oh, what, like 10 years to get my bachelor's degree. So that's been one of the biggest. I've the first one in my family to go to college. Uh, well, I'm also the oldest, but the <laughs> <laughs> uh, first one, like my parents didn't go to college, uh, anything like that. Um, so that, that for me was a, a big really accomplishment. big accomplishment. Yeah. What about you? Um, my biggest accomplishment is the ability to take care of my family. I think I think when my dad got left, he was a he was that one person mm-hmm. and I think him being gone and me being able to step in that has been the biggest accomplishment of my life it's an yeah. amazing accomplishment thank you thank you what do you value most in friendship uh. <laughs> where do I start um, um, I think what I value most in friendship is honesty and just an open ear Okay. because for a really long time I, I didn't really have friends mm-hmm. it was just me um, and being able to unpack and let someone else hear and just listen. I think, you know, just honesty and listening is yeah. what I value the most in friendships. I think I value loyalty the most, you know. Um, I think with lo- with loyalty comes a lot of respect, comes a lot of, you know, hurdles that no matter what happens, they're, you're, they're going to be there, you know. Whether you're right, whether you're wrong, whether... Whatever happens, knowing that somebody's there is always makes you feel comfortable, you know? Always knowing that you fucked up or you probably said the wrong thing to someone, but you never have to question, oh, are they going to stop talking to me, right? Because the loyalty is there. So mm-hmm. I think that's huge for me. What is your most treasured memory? Uh, I think my most treasured memory was when I went to New York for New York Fashion Week and I got to meet designers from Project Runway, I got to shop at Mood Fabrics, I got to go to a Fashion Week show. Uh, 
it was like something that I always dreamt of and it was so surreal that it was happening to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a memory that I'm going to hold on to for the rest of my life. Like something that really changed, changed my life. <laughs> yeah, nice. What about you? What's your um, most treasured memory? That's a eye contact. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm breaking down here. That's why. <laughs> um, that's hard. I mean, like it's, it's, um, it's not as like heartfelt like that. I think it was more of like a motivator. I, I don't know. So I, it's one of my most treasured memories is not so much being around other people, but it's just more of a feeling, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a continuous, continuous thing, right? It's like whenever I go, as if you know me, I'm a huge uh, advocate for music festivals. And not so much for the music. Obviously, it's great. But it's just when people go to certain events like this, kind of like sporting events, mm-hmm. right? Everyone's there for the same purpose. They're they're just they're carefree. Everything else in the world stops, and everyone's just happy to be there. And for that short, and that for that one weekend or that one day or that short moment of time and retros in the hindsight of time, it, it's it's the happiest I've ever been, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and that moment kind of like uh, it, that, those moments always remind me that everything is so tiny compared to everything else, right? Like mm-hmm. things happen so fast and just remembering to be happy and being in the moment, should you should never forever forget those moments. So for me, like when people say, oh yeah, you're just going to a rave to go party. I'm like, it's not, it's not so much that. It's mm-hmm. just being surrounded around um, people and friends and everyone's just happy for there for the same reason. Yeah. So those, mo- those memories are, are always going to be that's beautiful. I can relate. Um, music definitely is a big thing for me in my life. And um, I agree. I used to go to a lot of music festivals for the same reason. I, uh, you know, when you're there, it's so magical for me. Like, you forget about everything else in the world. And you're just there. And you're vibing to the music. Yeah. And, and and it's it's shameful that people go for the wrong reasons, right? Some people just go to get fucked up. Which is whatever. Do your own thing. I'm not shaming it or whatever. But do it responsibly. But... Um, <laughs> It ruins it because people put a stigma behind it, you know. But but you're right. I've gone to places before where you're just with friends and you just start you just overwhelmed with love, you know. That's, yeah. It's a community itself. So that's what that's why I love vocal trance so much. Like it just like teleports me to a different place. I don't know. Right. If you guys have uh, never listened to vocal trance, I'll I'll drop a playlist for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Just kidding. Um, what is your most terrible memory? Hmm. My God. Oof. Yeah, it's hard. I'm even thinking of myself too. Mm. Most terrible memory. Uh. Huh. We can edit some of this out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go first. Okay. Yeah. What is your most terrible? Mine's memory? very easy, but mine is just. Um, when I found out my mom um, had, had cancer, right? I think I thought my whole world was going to just end there, right? Um, it was, especially because it's, I, she lives, she lives in, she lives in Hawaii, so I couldn't just, oh, let me go to the hospital, let me go see her, you know? Um, and it was during COVID, so it was, it was difficult to even get the okay to fly out there, you know? So it was, it was a hard time, and it would just, it, yeah, I just felt like, fuck what do I, what, what do I do, you know? So it was, yeah, that's probably I the worst feeling. It's, it's terrible news to hear. 
Actually, I, I, I do know what my most terrible memory is. I think it was... Um, you showing up late to this podcast? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> it was falling in love. Honestly. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you do know that this is a love... Uh, I know, but that was my most terrible memory was... Falling uh, in love or falling out of love? I, I guess falling out of love was, okay. is the most terrible memory because I've only... I think I've only ever been in one long relationship and it was the first time that I ever opened myself completely to somebody. Mm -hmm. And I've never felt pain uh, from any... I've never been so close to someone uh, my whole life. And like it, just thinking about it, just the nostalgia. Yeah, that's tough. Um, great. All right, so question number 19. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you are now living and why? If I had one year to live, I mean, realistically, no. <laughs> I mean, like, um, I'm not going to quit my job. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go, well, maybe, fuck it, maybe, right? Just quit my job. Well, no, let me tell you why. I wouldn't quit my job. Maybe I'll do part-time, whatever. But my friends are not, they're going to keep living. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not saying, hey, everyone, let's go, of, you know, around the world. Like, they can't do that, right? I think I'll, I will speak up to the people who I didn't speak up to. Mm -hmm. I would forgive those who I didn't forgive. And I'd apologize to those who I haven't apologized. I would want to um, express myself in ways I never have mm -hmm. and be completely unapologetic of how I live my life, right? Not that I live in like that and shame or anything like that, but I just feel a sense of knowing that, well, I'm going to die. You know what I mean? Um, I will probably uh, try, you know, that new, you know, uh, pickup line I've been working on and maybe <laughs> try it out. <laughs> Uh, I, oof, I think I, you know, I, I related to what you were saying. I think I would also live unapologetically. Like I would, uh, just be straightforward. Just talk, like talk to people. I feel like there's so many missed opportunities I've had, uh, where I kind of don't speak up or don't say something when I should. Yeah. Nick at Target. Uh, <laughs> shut up. <Are> listening. <laughs> Nick at Target. <laughs> were you my soulmate? <laughs> Um, I think that that would be the most most crucial because everything else I would keep living life. I would keep working, you know, I would keep doing most of the same things yeah, but, you um, stop. and probably tell people that I love them more. That's something really hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's. Yeah. Well, that's a whole different story there. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. OK. Um, what did we did, did that one? The friendship one, right? Um, yes. OK. What roles do love and affection play in your life? Uh, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> they really don't. I, I mean, I've, I, oof. affection is such a hard word for me. Like I, am pro I probably give the cold shoulder a lot. And it's, uh, it's something that I struggle with. So showing love and affection are really not in my vocabulary. Mm. Um, I think I just, I was never given much of that. And I think it's so hard for me to reciprocate it. Um, but I mean, um, love for me is the way you look at me. O is for the way I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> no, so I, I I'm like, oh my God, he's kidding to me. <laughs> No, I think love for me comes easily. I think I love people really, because you know what? People can do me dirty 
so much. They can treat me bad. They can, you know, uh, they can lie to me the next, whatever. And they can ask me for something the next day and I will be there, right? I have always believed to give people second, third, fourth chances. And I will always give you the benefit of the doubt. And I always, if I loved you from the beginning, I will find something. When people aren't lovable, it's because something happened to them, right? So I don't believe people aren't capable of love. So love is really big for me, right? Affection is different, right? Because <laughs> um, I can say I love my friends, of course, and falling in love with someone, of course, is different. But love is more fluid for me. I think affection is very foreign to me. I feel that I'm trained or groomed <laughs> to feel what affection is, right? Affection can be as simply, you know, running my hands through your hair or, you know, playing with your ears, whatever, right? But I think it's because I'm gay. I feel like affection has to be, like, sexual. You know what I mean? So I'm learning how that's not... I'm learning to be with someone, be affectionate with someone, but not, you know having to fucking be strapped up to the swing and being fucked. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's hard, okay. <laughs> you know? Because you can't find that affection with someone so simple. It always leads to that so fast. Mm -hmm. So you don't know, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's foreign in a sense I don't know how to give it and I don't know how to, how to understand. I don't understand it when I receive it. Mm -hmm. So Okay. Alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic. Share these total five items. Okay. Um, you're caring, um, you're open-minded, um, you are a terrible listener, so I wasn't <laughs> going to say that. <laughs> I'll um, take that as a positive characteristic. <laughs> um, you're, I don't know if I, not open-minded, but like you... You don't judge people, so you take them for what they are, right? Um, sorry, the, the helicopter. helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're patient. Um, I, is that five? No, yeah, those are those are nice characteristics. Thank you. <laughs> you better replay this podcast over and over again. I'm like, oh my god. Um, we were supposed to alternate, but <laughs> oh shit, that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm patient. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think you're caring. Mm -hmm. um, you're loving. Mm -hmm. You, I, oh my God, this is hard. Sorry. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know if it's hard because you... <laughs> it's wow. hard for me. Um, You're 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 a really good friend. Like you're a really good listener. You're always there to lend your ear. Like regardless, <laughs> even if it's asked for. Or not. <laughs> um, you have a big heart. Like you're one of the people that I met that has like one of the biggest hearts ever. Mm -hmm. Um, you do wear your heart on your sleeve. <laughs> That's no. a fact, and not just because it's there. Um, and I I do love about you that you're so you give people chances. Like for me, when someone does me wrong, I, like that's it, you know, it's it's done. Like I will mm -hmm. never you cut them off. I will never trust you again. But you, 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 you have faith in people. I like being taken advantage of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you, um, you you feel people will change. I'll take that as a you also think I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this was hard. I told you guys I struggle with <laughs> love and affection. Um. Oh yeah, the next question. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> 
Uh, how close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's? Um, yeah, you know, I think, um, I think I had a pretty warm family. I mean, I, we're, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, I think you touched base on this in, in a previous yeah, question. Yeah, I mean, I, I do wish that we, for us, and my brothers and sisters, we give that banter, and that's showing that we care and love each other. It's really hard for me to say, oh, hi, sister, I love you, or hi, brother, I love you. We say it now, but it still kind of seems a little weird, you yeah. know what I mean? But I think it's, it has a lot to do with our culture. Okay, I think so, too. Definitely, yeah. I think we're both uh, Hispanic, uh, and I think that runs a lot in... And like the Hispanic families don't tell each other that they love each other. They'll they're more like the whole. All the peoples are more like acts of kindness. Like if you're mad, you want something to eat, or yeah. you, want to, you know what I mean. So like how, of, how do I make you feel better? Yeah, exactly. Uh, instead of just being like, "Hey, I love you," or you know. Mm-hmm. Um. My family was not close and warm at all. Um, and no, I don't think my childhood was happier than most. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I need a fucking replay. <laughs> so, how'd you feel about that last question? Ooh, that was a lot to unpack. You know. Um, well, how'd you feel about these last? Well, yeah, this, this last whole set question. Yeah, this whole set was uh, it was a lot. It's I, getting honestly, I in, I'm in a really <laughs> emotional state. Um, yeah, there was a lot to unpack. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, guys, that's all the time we have uh, for today. So follow us on the next episode to hear the last and final questions. And we'll see if you fall in love. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.